Hey guys, I'm here with a very good friend of mine, Azriel Hirsch. This guy is the bomb. He's full of energy. What up, what up? Good to be here. He's got talent and he's he's my boy. He's my boy. Um, Azriel Hirsch is an amazing person. One thing that really stands out about you, Azriel, is that you are very personable. You're genuine. I feel that when I'm talking to you, you're listening. How did you get that Mida? How did you develop that? How did it come? It doesn't come naturally. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a good Being question. Being a good listener, like you are one of the best listeners. You, I just, I see it. You know, guys, they connect to you. You're like a magnet. People love you. First off, that's a <laughs> tremendous compliment. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much, brother. Um, I think, I think, I don't know. I don't want to start giving like oh keys, but for me, what what I I, I like to think about is um, the importance of every person. Mm-hmm. Um, every being, every, uh, I mean, no matter like who they are, Jewish, not Jewish, you know, chashiv, not chashiv, that they're the individual and uh, they're human being. And that's, you know, that demands respect and attention. Um, and a big like driving force was that like, I don't know, when I was younger mm-hmm. and I was, um, I feel like when you're, when you're a kid, a lot of times you take uh, things a lot more sen- like you know like you're a lot more sensitive to things than you are right. like later on in life mm-hmm. and I always felt like super good when like people would give me, like actually give me give the time of day attention. you know what I mean right. like you always felt like really good like when you're talking to somebody and somebody would be like oh one second and like they start you know it doesn't feel great um, so I always felt like you know if I can maybe give people full attention you know wow it, it, like I just know how good it make, it'll make them feel um because I, I just knew that when someone, like when I was young, and someone would give me their, you know, their full attention, it really, it really wow. made me feel like a real person. So that's always been like a driving force is really trying to make everybody, no matter who I speak to, just feel, feel important because they are important. Wow. That's it, yeah. Unbelievable. I could just say, from my experience as a child, I remember specifically when I was, I think by my brother's bar mitzvah, I was probably about nine years old, maybe eight, and I had a second cousin that was an amazing, amazing person, and he... I was very adventurous and I love, you know, building forts and stuff. I was, I was younger than I, I think I was like seven or something. And in, in the middle of the bar mitzvah, he like, we snuck upstairs and I built the whole fort, fort and he was helping me out. And then I just remember like we sat there in our fort and he just sat there and listened to me for like a half an hour. I was just telling him stories and stuff like that. And I felt so good. He was an older guy. He was probably at that time, like mm-hmm. 20 so I don't know, but he was—he just gave me full attention and full respect. I remember feeling so good about myself. That type of stuff really changes people. Yeah, that—that that, that changes you. You—that changes you when you're 20, 30, 40. If you have that when you're a kid, somebody that really believed in you, you're—you have—you have what it takes to be big, to face the darkness of the world, to face rejection, to get out there and do what you need to do. You know what I mean? You got that—that—that that, that belief in yourself because somebody gave it to you. But if nobody gave it to you, <laughs> so I, re- I really like what you're saying yeah. about, um, you know, being there fully, listening to people, respecting people. That's huge. I see. I love coming to your house specifically. You know, <laughs> whenever, whenever um, I'm in town, I try to come to your house, and I'm, I'm going to tell you a secret. I never told you before. It's not a secret, but um, I love going to houses that have healthy relationships. Those are almost the only houses that I go to. I eat out all the time. I stay by people's houses all the time because 
I'm, I'm out of my you know home for most of the year so i stay by people and i only like going to people's houses i try always to choose people's houses which have healthy relationships because it really that shows me what type of house i'm going to build and that's a, a good role model for me of how i want my kids to be in a relationship with my wife to be it's a, it's just unbelievable watching your family how you respect your parents so much and how you're you have such a good relationship such a healthy relationship with everybody's so expressed and you're able to work things out in a healthy, great way. It's just fun to watch. It's fun to be there. It's just a fun family. It's just a yeah. healthy, fun family. And it's amazing. So thank you for giving that in my life, you know, a role model that I could see what healthy relationships are. It's amazing to see. Thank you very much. Yeah. yeah. So Israel, give us a tip. What's the best way to have a good relationship with your parents, your family? What do you do? Um... <laughs> You know, first off, I think it's just something that everyone is going to need to work on, right? It's, um, but I think the underlying factor when it comes to relationships within family, um, and especially parents, I think is just is is underlying um, understanding of a karsatov. Now, I think that's just the backbone of everything. Now, many times we can get caught up in like the now and not remember all the things they've done for us since we were like, mm-hmm. you know, babies that we don't remember. You know, you know, like. Before you even had a memory, they were doing, you know, a lot of crazy things, you know, just for your well-being. To really keep that in mind that, you know, these people literally cared for my um, health and existence every second of the day. So if if that's like in your back of your mind, um, I think it's 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 like it's pushed, you know, like what else? What else am I supposed? Of course. Well, of course, you have to um, respect them and like, you know. They're they're everything, you know. what I'm saying without without them, you don't you don't have anything. You are you are nothing. So, that's it's kind of like it speaks for itself. Right. I forgot who said this. I think it was Rabbi Kielish, probably. That's <laughs> most of my stuff comes from probably. <laughs> but um, somebody said a great line. He said, "If all your parents ever did was give birth to you, and then take you and drop you off at a street corner, and then abandon you, you would still have a mitzvah of kibbutz avim. You'd still have a mitzvah of a karsatayf to them." Because they, at the end of the day, there's three partners that had you. Mm-hmm. Hashem, your mother, and your father. And they made that decision. Yep. It's because of them. At the end of the day, you would not be here if not for them. They gave you the gift of life. You know yeah, I mean? uh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> I want to tell you guys a great mashal, okay? Once upon a time, you were up in Shemaya. And you were looking down from this bubble. And you're looking down this bubble and you're like, oh my gosh. I see like these little people down there and they're doing different things. What are they doing down there? And just then, there's two people that are passing by you up there in Shemaim. And they're like, what are you wondering about? And you're like, I don't know. I see those people. They're like, they're taking this stuff and they're putting it into their mouths and they're like, going like this. And oh, that, that's called eating. They're eating, right? And you're like, oh my gosh, I wish I can eat. They say, you what, you want to eat? Say, yeah, I can't eat up here. We don't have, what is that? Call It's food. I, we don't have food up here. I, I wish I could. And, and it tastes like different things. There's the sugar taste. And the, you mm. know, those two people are explaining to you exactly all the things. And you're like, oh my gosh, I wish I could have all that stuff. But I can't because I don't have food. And those two people turn to you and they're like, um, do you want food? And you're like, yeah. And they're like, okay, we'll give you food. For how long? Huh? Oh, hundred years. A hundred years of food? Uh, like, do I have to pay for it? now? Nah, it's on the house. Free. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. You know, and they, and, 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 and they give you food. Then you keep looking through the bubble, and you see 
that these this little the little people he's like going into stores and he gives these people the green stuff and with the green stuff he comes out with other stuff bat, you know toys and things to play with and like what's that green stuff he, it looks so cool he keeps getting stuff with it oh that's called money you don't know what money is no we don't <laughs> have money up here in Jamaica so, so he said you want money of course I want money okay we'll give you money how much a thousand dollars a month thousand dollars a month oh my gosh thank you so much do I have to pay you no gosh that's terrific is there anything yeah you could actually do for us one small thing what is it ah, once a day I want you to take out the garbages of course what do you mean no big deal what are you talking about I'll take out the garbages no big deal right and it goes on you know they, they, you see the people they, they take their packages and then they walk into this big box and you know what's that box oh that that's called a house and you say, house? I wish I had a house. It looks like so much fun. You could hide and go to sleep and do all these. I say, do you want a house? Yeah. Today's your lucky day. We'll give you a house. How much do I have to pay for it? Eh. You know what? We'll make really a deal. You don't have to pay nothing for it. But once a day, we're going to say something that's, you know, a little mean. Put you down a little bit. Maybe we'll say something that you're not so happy about. We'll bug you. <laughs> you know, we'll ask you for your location once a day, where you're located at. <laughs> right? <laughs> You're like, oh, no problem. Of course I agree. Yeah, you make fun of me all you want. You can say mean things. I don't care. Put me down. Right? Sure. You see where we're going with this? Right? Mm-hmm. And then you were born into this world for free. You don't have to pay nothing. Right? You're born into this world. And whether this, actually, this story actually happened in your mind that you agreed to, right. it doesn't make a difference. It's, right. it's showing you how, of course, you would have done that you would have agreed to that any day for the amount that they gave you. Yeah. They gave you life. Without that, you wouldn't be able to have that green stuff, that money or that food, that, that yummy taste in your mouth and, and the ability to accomplish in this world and to become big. You'd have nothing. You'd have nothing. You wouldn't be born into this world without it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. That's uh, right at what I was saying. <laughs> I like the great muscle. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just think it's super key to uh, have a good relationship with one's parents, you know, no matter, like, whatever the circumstance is and the family, you know, circumstance and situation. It's just super key. It's one of those things, um, it's one of those things that, you know, as time progresses and the older you get, you kind of realize how important it is um, to have a relationship, you know. First off, coming from Hakarsatov, I think it's great. I think it's a great thing to get right when it comes to appreciating people. Is the first place to go is your parents. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because in in life, you're gonna have relationships with friends, hopefully spouse, you know, kids, um, and all these relationships. You're gonna have to have you know like tools to go ahead and have a healthy relationship. Right. And if you know you don't get that one with the parents right, it's very hard to. Uh, get the rest of life right especially because you know you know the closest thing to Hashem in regards to being a mative are your parents and um, you know if we can't see the goodness in that it's going to be really hard to see goodness in, in other things so it's just a super healthy thing um, for the rest of your life to be to be um, close with uh, your parents and you know respect them and really it's one of those things that you know like you'll kick yourself later on as, as things get older it's like wow you know I, I should respect them more I should have done this more I should have helped them more because you know, you don't really appreciate how much they done for you until you really get older, and then you kind of feel stupid. Like, what? like they asked me to take out a garbage, I complained. Are you kidding me? You know what I mean? Stuff like that. But yeah, super healthy. I just want to go back to a point that you said that was really amazing. That your parents are the closest thing to you is to Hashem. 
I heard a crazy line from Reb Kellerman, and Reb Kellerman said that if your baby cries at night, there's a famous controversy to, to let your baby cry out, because right. babies will cry themselves right. out. If you let your baby cry at night enough times, eventually they'll get the point that nobody's coming to get them, and they'll stop crying, and then they won't cry anymore. They'll wake up in the middle of the night, and they won't cry, and it's so much easier that way, right? So that's one side of it. Rabbi Kellerman says you cannot do that. You know why you can't do that? Because you could kill your child's amuna. It's crazy. Wow. Because he, he amuna is an you we we only at know amu, we already? only know Hashem because of relationship. That and if we didn't have a paradigm of a good relationship to someone in this world, we have no muscle of what a relationship is. And then we have no emuna because emuna, the whole all emuna is is a relationship. That's all it is. If you don't have a normal relationship, duh, you won't have emuna. You don't know what emuna is, right? Hundred percent. You can and, and if the kid gets used to crying and and nobody's answering, so he, you know, it's like and if if someone answers, then that's a marshal that oh, I cry out, someone answers. Relationship, like there's somebody there for me. There's somebody that will answer me, and that will throughout his life that will be a very strong force inside of him a belief inside of him that you know somebody believes in me out there um, Rabbi Kalish said this this was great unbelievable Rabbi Kalish said that a dorm counselor came to him like sweating you know he's all nervous he's like I just had a conversation with this kid and he doesn't believe in Hashem and I gave him all the proofs and I told him intellectually you know how we know there's Hashem and how the Torah and, and, and scientifically or and the kid still like won't go through his head. I don't know what to do. It's so weird. Like it does. I mean, he was just like, do me a favor. <laughs> don't speak to him anymore about about these things. You know, his she does give him a good chalent, a good kishka. Like play a good game of basketball with him. Get a good relationship with him. You know why this kid doesn't have emuna? Because he can't understand the concept of me. Because he never had a normal relationship with anybody. Mm-hmm. He, he went through trauma in his life or he never had a healthy relationship with his parents or friends or whatever it is. So he has no example of what relationships is. How in the world is he supposed to relate to the concept of Hashem loves me, Hashem connected to me, there's somebody that's watching over me, that is part of me. It all doesn't, he doesn't know what that means. It's all worthless. Like there's no point in that and it just doesn't make any sense to him. It's all about relation. Once a person has real relationships, Duh, of course there's Hashem. Of course I'm connected to something bigger. This is not all there is. I know I'm bigger than just this world. There's something beyond this world. All that stuff's obvious when you have good, healthy, healthy relationships. Relationship. It's when somebody's devoid of that and ha- doesn't have any relationships, then all of a sudden he's, oh, but this proof and this proof doesn't make sure. sense. Nothing makes sense because you're not connected to it. Once you're connected, you don't need proof. It's just... Yeah, of course, duh. I never thought of it like that, mm-hmm. that just having a healthy relationship with people or anybody will strengthen your relationship with Hashem purely because if you know what a relationship is, then you have... Yeah. I, I'm not sure it's the same story, but I do remember Rabbi Kalish saying he had a bracha come to him in yeshiva. I think he was coming from a different place, and he um, he came and saying, I don't want, um, I don't want, you know, Yiddishkeit, I don't want, uh, you know, to learn. I, I just, I want, I want to come to this yeshiva. Because I want to have a relationship. I want to have a relationship with you. I heard it's, good, it's a good place for relationships. Yeah. So Rakesh said, yeah, excellent. Come, come here, no problem. Right. Great. You know, uh, and he said, he explained that later on, he says, he says, you know, 
what what is Yiddishkeit? Yiddishkeit is relationship. The whole thing is built on relationships. So this person is what well, this kid was missing was he didn't he didn't understand what Yiddishkeit was. So of course, yeah, you know we're we're not going to force Yiddishkeit. Nothing, nothing. I think obviously as you know he he knew he learned what you know relationships were. I think Yiddishkeit came clearer. So um, yeah, it's a very very important thing in life. Um, I just wanted to add on another point over here, and that is um, if. You think you're right and they're wrong. Okay, this is a big thing that a lot of people lose out the most important relationship in their lives because they're busy their whole life saying, I'm right, you're wrong, right? And this usually comes from a traumatic experience as a traumatic relationship or maybe their parents were never there. They're empty <laughs> inside. They have no love. They, they never got any love, whatever. And they live their whole lives living this story that I'm right, they're wrong. And you know what? What I have to say about that is you could be 100% right, and they could be 100% wrong. You're right, we got it. You're right, and they're wrong. But what are you doing? You're cutting yourself off for them your whole life. You, who are you hurting? You're hurting yourself, that's who you're hurting. You're right, and they're wrong, we got you. Now what? <laughs> 100%, yeah. What do you wanna do? You're gonna live your whole life, I'm right, they're wrong, we got you. They're wrong, and they keep doing the wrong thing. But are you sure you want to act like that towards them? Are you sure you want to say, oh, because I'm right and they're wrong, so now I'm not talking to them anymore, or now I'm not going to really go deep with them because I'm right and they're wrong. They should have done more for me. They should have done this. They should have been cooler. They're such nerdy parents. They should have this, should have that. I'm right. They're wrong. They're doing the wrong thing. Okay. You're right. But do you really want to live that life and keep pushing them away by saying, I'm right, they're wrong? And justifying yourself, you're, just, you're justified, you're right. And you're pushing them away. But you're hurting yourself. And God forbid, at the end of the day, at the end of, at the end of their life, after your parents pass away, you're going to look back and you're going to say, oh my gosh, shoots. Like, I, that, that would be the scariest feeling. And, and after the day, nobody cares anymore. You're not going to care anymore who was right and who was right. You're going to say, oh my gosh, I lost out. I pushed them away. I justified myself, but... I, just, I use that to push them away, and now I have not. I, I, I am missing the most important relationship in the world. So my message to you is, who cares? There are plenty of people in your lives who are going to do wrong things, and you're going to be right, and they're going to be wrong. Do not push them away necessarily, though, because at the end of the day, we don't, nobody really cares who's right and wrong. There's something to gain from them. There's a relationship to gain from them, even if they're wrong, even if they do wrong stuff. There's plenty of good that they have to offer. And you can miss out from them if you just push them away with one blanket statement, I'm right, they're wrong. So be super careful, especially with parents. That's a huge thing. Yeah, and to, to add, um, like one, I guess, like key when it comes to like relationships with parents and just actually with people in general um, is I think if you try to focus on, you know, even for people that, I guess, have a hard time for whatever reason with their parents, they maybe don't get along so well, that I think it's important to look at one good thing in each of their parents or, you know, in their parents, because no matter who, you know, your parents are, and no matter, you know, your friends, you can always find a good thing in a person, no matter what. Everybody has a good thing, and especially your parents, you know. For the mere fact that your parents and they brought into this world, that's already a whole other, you know, but just as people, as human beings, you can find the good thing. And if you just solely focus on that good thing, 
and block out all the noise around. So then that good that good thing is shining, you know, and that's the only thing that you're really worried about. And then like you're just consumed by it. So like I'm consumed by that that goodness. And you're like, okay, so that's what I'm focusing on now. And boom, so of course I want to do good because that's all it is. So just in, in, in relationships in general, parents especially, but um, with people, like if you ever have a person that you are not like on the best terms with or you don't like so much, I, I recommend is, 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 is find a good thing in him because he has it, um, he or she, anybody, who you know, whoever it is, they, they have that um, good thing and focus on that. And if you focus solely on that, other things will uh, fall away, and then more and more good things you'll slowly realize that they have. It's just that you were always so focused on the negative, like subconsciously, you didn't realize I don't like him because of this. Mm-hmm. So for a whole, you cancel the person right. for your whole life or for whatever reason because of this you don't like about him, right. but you never focused on oh, what about the good things? And then if you were focused on that, you'd see so many more. There's a tremendous point. <laughs> yeah, so it just it's it's a great thing with relationships in general, you know, with friends. People, neighbors, you know, cousins, brothers, whatever it is, find that good aspect of them and focus on it. Zoom in, so you're blinded by the goodness, and that's it. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Do you do this actively? Because I, I'm, I honestly, I don't know if I could think. Maybe one or two guys on your level in yeshiva when you were in yeshiva, that were so good at relationships, that was so healthy. Like, you, I, I've noticed when you're in yeshiva that you're just a connector. That. Some like no matter who's talking to you, you make when they're when they're done talking to you, they feel like, you know what I mean? They feel like, wow, this guy likes me, like he respects me. You're genuine, you know. So do you do this actively when you're talking to people, even random people? Do you think of, hey, like, there's something good about him, or you know? Um, so, I I just try to think of, you know, I I I like people in general. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a people's person. Mm-hmm. I I do like. Thank God, it's like one of those. Like you gifts. love I, people. I love you people. Love you know people. what I mean? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I enjoy company. Right. And I do try to see the good in people, you wow. know? And wow. uh, I think it just helps. You're getting me energized, right? It, now. it makes no, it just makes life easier. It makes I'm life feeling better. bigger. I'm feeling like like <laughs> Yeah <laughs> What's going on? Yeah. No, but yeah, I feel like uh, if you if you uh yeah, if you look at good people I just like making people feel important because I think they are. Mm-hmm. I think everyone's important. Um it's yeah, so just, crazy. Somebody just told me this. He said, because there, there's a seminar that I'm signing up to, a big seminar, and he got me to sign up. And you have to say your mission statement of what you want to gain from the seminar. <laughs> so I asked, I think I asked him, hey, what did you want to gain when you went to the seminar? And he told me very clearly, like he had a mission statement. He's like, I want to become a type of person that when I'm done talking to somebody, they're like, holy cow, I feel good about myself. Like, I just feel like, whoa, that guy was cool. Like, yeah. Like a certain aura that—that's what he—that's what he went to that seminar for. Amazing, and I, that really resonated with me. I was like, "Yeah, that like I want to be the type of person that makes people feel like they're a million dollars when they're done talking to me." They're like, "Whoa, yeah, <laughs> I'm big stuff." You know? like, for sure, I want that. <laughs> it's always been a driving yeah. force with me. Like I, I just love making people feel important right. be- I, because they are right, right. Everybody is important, and um, Waterbury helped me a lot in that. Actually, you know, just right. relationships and the rebame there, and all the people there, like, are just uh, I see, it and I'm like, uh, <laughs> I love it. You know, it just it, it resonates so deeply with me. Yeah, I want to go back to the subject of Kibbutz of Um The what we we were talking about before that 
you have to be mechabit, you know, to, to no matter if they're, if they're if, even if they're wrong and you're right, but at the end of the day, why push them away? They're the biggest relationship in your life. There's something to gain. There's something precious. There's good about them. And you were saying, focus on the good, right? And, and gain from that. So I just wanted to say also, to add on to that, and there's another thing I heard from Rabbi Kailash, is that I believe it's the Rambam that says that the mitzvah of Kibbut Avim is not only a, an act of mitzvah, physical mitzvah that you have to, there's certain parameters of the mitzvah. You have to uh, dress them, give them to drink if they want to drink. Maybe there's certain ways to stand be mechab them, them yeah. stand up, right? Um, and there's certain yira, don't sit in their seat, don't contradict them, don't agree to them. Maybe we'll talk about it differently, you know, agree to your parents because who mm. are you, like they oh. need you to, <laughs> right? Um, and, you know, there's, those are, you know, the more physical outward, but then there's the in the brain. There's, the Ramam says, I believe it's the Ramam that said, that it's in the brain. In your brain, your parents have to be the two coolest people in, in the world, basically. It says Melech and Malkai. A king and queen in your brain. When your father walks into Shul, you should be like, oh, whoa, he's here. <laughs> you know? I try to always do that. Like when my father comes into Shul, I say, wow, he's a cool guy. <laughs> <laughs> in my brain, <laughs> yeah, I try to sure. do what Rami Gillis says, yeah. and it really—it's like wow. Like, and I try to have keep it when I talk. You know, and I try not to argue. I try to create in my brain to real this recognition that he's cool. He's so cool. He created me, literally created me. You know, he's partners with Hashem in my creation. That's crazy stuff. He's big stuff. And find and search out every cool thing about your father. Find out, you know how awesome he was in yeshiva or whatever you could and grab on to all the goods that you could find about him and his good midas and think brainstorm them and focus on those things like you were saying and appreciate that good side of him and and that will help connect him you to connect to him you know or them um do you have any practical tips how to better your relationship with your father or your mother practical tips practical tips i mean first off i think it's just super key to be with them spend time with them I think that's you know starts off um, starts off with just talking to them hanging out with them seeing what you could do for them being I think being a listener is key you know um, kind of put yourself second to them even if it's hard for you for whatever reason to really you know um, hear them out first or just put them on a pedestal I think just to take a step back and really just like for a day just like listen and keep quiet and just take it in, I think uh, you could gain and you'll see a lot from your parents. Um, but yeah, I think opening up to them is, is key. You know? Being vulnerable. Yeah, for just, sure. I think, I, I'm sorry for interrupting, just even just telling your parents every once in a while, what do you think about this? Even though you might know their opinion already and even though you know that you don't agree with their opinion and even if you don't agree with their opinion at the end of the day, you don't even have to say that. It's a connection right there. Sure. Letting them speak themselves out, let, hear their side. And a lot of times, you'll be like, "Wait, maybe they are right," mm -hmm. you know. And it, but you don't have to end the conversation. But I disagree. That's not the point of why you're asking them. You're asking them to see their opinion. So it could be you disagree, and you don't even have to say that. You know, right. that's just the way of connecting and to going deeper with them. You know, you're spending time doing something that's tachlistic. That's something that's deeper going deep and hearing their deep values and their opinions, that's something that's really special. Even if I don't agree with them, that doesn't make a difference. That's not what it's about. Right. You're missing the point. This is not about right and wrong. <laughs> 100%. It's about connecting. Sorry. Yeah. Okay, go back, no, go back to you. <laughs> 100%. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a, key, it's a yeah. key point. 
it's not it's not about what's right or, or who's right who's wrong it's it's really about yeah. the bigger picture of the relationship and uh, i think i think everybody can can open up to their parents um you know maybe hard for some people but i think the more you do that you know it's it's embedded in nature human teva is parents love their children that's just the way it is right. that will never change right. um no matter how you know far relationships stray or whatever it is parents love their children right. much more than the child could ever love the parents you know even though we don't really we're not you know parents we don't that. relate to that but that's what they tell us so i'm gonna you know um <laughs> And that's a crazy concept. So knowing that, I think anybody can, you know, really connect to the parents because there's this, you know, you have to keep in mind, they love you tremendously, like mm -hmm. more than you can imagine, which itself, like they love you more than anyone else in the world loves you. So like those are the people you should for sure have the best relationship with, right. even if that's not the case. But, you know, so understand that no matter who, you know, your parents are in the situation, they love you tremendously. So they want to hear from you. They want to speak to you, connect to you. And um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me add another tip. Um, so, so, so far we said spend more time with them, uh, be vulnerable with them, open up to them. You see, hey, what do you think about this? Like, what should I do my next step in life? Do you think I should go to college? Do you mm -hmm. think I should go to yeshiva? Go deep with them. Don't be scared. You know, if you, if you keep yourself bottled, you never have a good relationship. If you never put yourself out in the line in the danger zone sure. where, you know, they might say something you don't like or something that's such a, but if you never do that, you're never going to have a relationship. If you stay safe your whole life, right? You have to be vulnerable. That's, you know, okay. That's a different subject. But what I, what I wanted to say, the other tip is take the initiative. Do acts of service. So when you come home, there's a, a lot of times the whole right and wrong, I'm right, they're wrong, and I don't like them, and then you push them away. A lot of that friction comes from different expectations, especially when someone comes home from yeshiva or school. So they have expectations, you have expectations. They have expectations that you're coming to home to help because they need tons of help and they've been working their, their heads off to support you and put you in yeshiva. And then you come home with expectations, I just worked hard in yeshiva and I'm here to vacation. And boom, clash, right? If you beat them to it and you take the initiative and say, listen, I'm just, I'm, I'm just going to take the initiative. I'm going to come home and I'm going to beat them to it. I'm not going to let them ask me. I'm not going to be on the defense. I'm not going to be passive and let them come to me and say, okay, can you please get off the couch and help us with Pesach or, or Shabbos or whatever it is? I'm not going to let them do that. I'm going to come home and be like, what can I do to help? What needs to be done? Should I take out the garbage or just do some? Start doing stuff. Cook a dish. Serve a meal. Just randomly. <laughs> take the initiative. You'll blow them out of their seats. They'll be like, whoa, right? And then afterwards, you'll have time to do your stuff, right? It's the same amount of time allotted. It's, the question is whether they're going to have to come to you and get you off the couch and help them do it, or whether you just do that small step to take the initiative. You avoid so much friction, and it, it, relationship is so much better and more happy and so much more healthier just by taking the initiative and not letting the friction come in there in the relationship, you know, not getting into any fight by avoiding it all, by taking the initiative and saying, hey, I want to do what it takes to make this relationship a good, healthy, happy one. I'm, I'm going to take the initiative. Sure. I think that's a huge sure. thing. Yeah, that. That's a good tip when people come home because that's a lot of time yeah. where it's like, yeah. All right, we had a good time. We ran out of time. We're done. But please make sure to subscribe. Sub, 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 subscribe 
Subscriptions help us. We do not get paid any money for doing this. We do it for free, Baruch Hashem. The one way that you can help support us mainly is just clicking subscribe below. Below. The red button. Like, subscribe. We're those Nebuch cases. Subscribe and like below, please. <laughs> please, right? That helps promote the channel. You can do that. Okay, so the channel's available on YouTube. And also the audio version, the podcast version is available if you just type in the Kosher Vids podcast on Spotify, iTunes, or Google Music. You will find us and you could subscribe there and listen and you could shut off your screen if you want to. You don't have to have your screen on. Let's say you want to save some battery life. You know what I mean? Like, I have that much battery life. What do you do? Go to the podcast. podcast baby. Google Music, iTunes, or Spotify. And then you could shut off that screen. Ooh. If you're on Spotify, you can play a little bit of Ezzy while on it. Yeah. Easy, easy, I. That's right. Go for it. Yes, 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 indeed. So uh, thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful day. Have a positive, amazing, upbeat day. Be kind. Be kind. Spread some love to the world. Yeah. Peace out. Honey Blast, see him, man. Let you not even discuss it, man. OMG, we be striking, they be sleeping.